We're holding now by the second conference of, now it's in 1848. So already four years passed since the conference of 1343, and the ministers saw that their plans were not succeeding the way they thought it would. And the, the majority of the Yidin remained strong in their refusal to send their kids to all the many new schools. And instead, instead of them sending to the, to the masculine schools, they opened up hundreds of chadarim in all these places. Most of the Yidin were completely ignoring the first guidelines of the dress code by refusing to change their style of clothing or pay the tax to avoid it. Um, and the fact that the army said, oh, we're going to force you to assimilate, there was not succeeding at all, the way the government hoped. And when some of the Jewish soldiers, Taka, did declare their willingness to convert, everyone knew that they're not converting because they really believe in Christianity. They're doing it because there's tremendous pressure on them. And many of the soldiers, as we know, chose to commit suicide rather than be forced to convert. And they didn't just kill themselves, they did it publicly. They jumped off bridges and everyone's like, what are you doing? This way, they, I'm not going to die, I'm going to die a Yid and that's it. And this public act of dying as a Yid, rather than chas v'shalom, leaving Yiddishkeit, it had a powerful effect on the remaining soldiers, not to give in, even to the, all the pressure. So in the winter of 1847, the ministers decided they're going to make a new conference. But this time, they said, we're only going to appoint delegates that are proper, meaning anyone who agrees with them, to be on the commission. Now, in the conference of 1843, out of four delegates, three of them were from. And even the masculine that they chose, he wasn't a hateful person against Frumkai. He just believed what he believed, but he was a very serious, thoughtful person, and he actually respected Rabbanim. So that's not going to work this time. So this time it was going to be different. The ones they would appoint to fill the majority of the seats at the conference would be not from Yidin, that don't care about Jewish tradition or anything like that. And that way the government would be guaranteed that their rulings will be upheld in their favor. However, since the commission had to look as if they're representing, you know, the Jewish community, they can't just appoint a bunch of masculine and say, oh, this is what the conference decided. Everyone's going to go, we don't know who any of those rabbis are. So the, the, the way they, so they had to come up with a new trick. And this is what they decided. The, the Yidin throughout Russia, they would vote for 32 delegates to represent them at the conference. However, from these... 32 delegates, the ministers themselves would choose the final six. Now the goal, the plan was to choose one Rav, two businessmen, and three Maskilim. Um, now the Tzemach Tzedek already notified them that he's not going to be able to participate in this, in this conference. So uh, they chose a Rav who was a Maskil instead one of the leading teachers in the school system, in the masculine school system. They even demanded, they demanded originally from the Tzemach Tzedek that he should be, agree to be, to be one of the six delegates. 
And by publicizing this fact, they would say, oh, see, the Tzemach Sedek himself, the Tzadik of Lubavitch, is even on this uh, commission over here. We're trying to represent Judaism. Now, more importantly to the government, this time around, the rabbi of Lubavitch, as he was known, would be one of the, on the side of the minority, not the majority like last time. Nevertheless, as one of the six people, he would be forced to show support, right, by signing a signature uh, to whatever they agreed on. And once the Yidin would see copies of these things with his signature on it, so they would think that these new Jewish schools had the Tzemach Sadek's endorsement, that he agreed with it. And once and for all, Jewish parents would enroll their kids in government schools. Now, all this, throughout this whole time, the Peterberg Vad was constantly supplying the Tzemach Sadek with information from their government contacts about all these secret plans. And it was obvious to everyone that this whole commission was one huge act of deception. It was a whole fake thing. And its only purpose was to pretend as if like, oh, we're, we're, we're trying to represent everybody. And as soon as the Semach Sadek received notice from the government demanding that he should participate, so he replies in writing, he says, I'm sorry, I have very poor health. I'm not allowed to travel until the spring, which is months after the commission wanted to make this whole uh, conference. So he said, I can't come, I'm sorry, I can't participate. And to support his statement, he sent a letter from the government's top doctor in the area, Dr. Heibenthal. Now, this same Dr. Heibenthal is the one who helped the, the Mittler Rebbe. And we're going to see later, he also helped the Rebbe Maharash, right? Um, he wasn't Jewish, and yet his respect for the Rabbeim was tremendous. Like, we call him a tzaddik Yisoy I'm sorry. Not tzaddik, I'm mixing up the terms. Chassidei umay soilam. Right? A chassid, a righteous man among the goyim. Anyway, so he wrote a letter saying that Rabbi Menachem Endel Schneerson, known as the tzaddik of Lubavitch, was his patient, and he's not allowed to travel for the next few months. Now the government has to respect this doctor. He's a top doctor in the entire area. In addition, the doctor wrote that Rabbi Schneerson is forbidden to become involved in anything that's going to overexcite him. It's bad for his health. Now, of course, this conference is going to overexcite anybody. So when they got these letters, the ministers, they reluctantly, meaning they didn't really want to, but they said they excused Tzemach Sedek. And now because he wasn't a delegate, and he wasn't being looked at the way he would have if he was a delegate, meaning spied on, now the Rebbe went to work. He immediately sent a message to a few members of the Peterberg Vag to meet him secretly. And at the meeting, they discussed the situation with the Rebbe with all the details. And they informed him of the new guidelines and the decrees that the government was planning to, to, to make with the help of the Maskilim. And among the decisions that the Tzemach Tzedek made at the meeting, was that messengers would be sent anonymously, meaning we're not saying who sent them, throughout the country to speak to Jewish leaders and communities about who to vote for and to publicize who was behind this whole fake conference. So the Peterberg Vad, they got together with the, the Vada Chamesh, the Committee of Five Rabbonim, and they also got together with many additional Rabbonim, even those who were not Hasidim, to inspire all Yidin to vote for successful businessmen. We're not voting for Abunim over here. Who are truly Yerushimayim. And they said specifically, do not vote for Abunim. We want businessmen over there. 
Now this way the ministers would see that the true desire of the people was to stay strong and, and, and they weren't forced to buy Rabbanim. We're voting for businessmen. If we were forced to vote for Rabbanim, we would vote for Rabbanim. Now at the same time, the Vada appointed the messengers would publicize the true intentions of the Maskilim. Their, their whole point here is to slander the Yidin to the officials and, uh, and uh, plead with the ministers to forbid them from, from keeping their Menagim. In short, basically, they were only interested in driving the Fruma Yidin crazy. So these messengers, they made it clear that it was the Maskilim and not even the Russian government. It was the Maskilim pushing this whole thing. It was the Maskilim pushing for the new schools and their new Chumashim and their new Sidurim. And they would also let it be known, these messengers, that uh, the Maskilim's advice, right, based on the Maskilim's advice, the government would be funding these new schools by making a tax against the Yidin. So now the Yidin are going to have to pay for these Maskilim schools. How are they going to make the Yidin pay a tax? Shabbos candles. Right, that's, it used to be a thing. All girls from the age of three would light Shabbos candles. Everyone. What happened? Over time, it became, because of this tax that they made, it got so expensive to buy Shabbos candles, so only married women were lighting. And then for 150 years, whatever it is, to 100, 100 and, 100, over 100 years, that's how it was. So when it comes today, when candles are much cheaper, right, the Rebbe spoke about this when Mitzah Neshek, that there was a very old minug that even girls from the age of three light, not just married women, and we have to bring it back. And of course, in, in, in Lubavitch, everyone does it, but uh, even in non-Lubavitch, here and there, You'll have families that will uh, take it upon themselves. Anyways, everyone involved in this effort, they worked very hard for the next few months, and the mission was extremely successful. So we said there, were, there was going to be 32 total delegates that the government would choose six. How many of these 32 were from? 26 out of 32. The Maskila managed to get only six. So the firm got 20 more delegates than them. And even those six, it was only, people only voted for them because they made a false promise that whoever learned in the new schools would be exempt from the army draft. That was Bechlau baloney stories. That never happened. So even after seeing the overwhelming support for the firm delegates, you would think, okay, if there's 26 firm ones and six not firm ones, how are we going to pick three masculine? That's not going to work. But the ministers didn't care, and they chose six people out of the 32. Um, and four of the six were masculine. Four. Who, who didn't even, no, they, they chose, because the, 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 the Tzemach said, said he can't come, so they said, we'll switch you for a masculine instead. So it was four masculine, and there were only two from Yedin who were businessmen. Their names were Goldberg and uh, Berkowitz, Berkovich. Um... Now, officially there was a Rav, but it was a Moscow Rav. Now, and in this way, the government now put their evil plan into action. Now, what the ministers didn't take into account, however, is how well the Petersburg Vad, uh, which they didn't even know existed, uh, how well they did their job, and their true, and also they didn't realize that these two businessmen, they're, like, ah, they're businessmen, how strong could they be to hold uh, Yiddishkeit strong? 
they didn't realize who they're dealing with. And after many points regarding halacha and minhagim, it was brought up, it was discussed and voted on. Obviously, everything's going to be voted for against two. So these two guys, Goldberg and, and, and Berkovich, they stood up and they look at, they, they look at Count Benkendorf, who's, the, who's in charge of this whole thing. And he said, how could an intelligent person like yourself accept the opinions of people who don't even believe in what's being discussed? We're talking halacha. They don't believe in halacha. How are you taking their opinion into account? 90% of the questions discussed over here involve laws of Shabbos and Kashras. These four people don't even keep Shabbos and Kashras. How are they voting on these things? How do they have an opinion in halacha? And now, and how is it that these four represent the majority of the commission when we know that 26 of the original delegates were religious and only six of them were not? We, on the other hand, remember, Count Benkendorf sitting listening to this, he's shocked out of his mind. How do these two businessmen have the guts to talk to him like that? He says, we, on the other hand, hold true to Taita. We hold it precious. We represent 95% of the Yidin in the Tsar's country. And somehow we only have two seats. We received letters from the community leaders of 40 cities and towns expressing their total disbelief and astonishment at this whole setup and because they're the ones who voted for us, they demand that we resign in protest from this fake conference. And therefore, we are respectfully, very respectful, right? Uh, presenting you with our letter of protest and resignation. We're out of here. And having spoken like that, they stood up to leave. And Pound Benkendorf, is, he was just stunned out of his mind. Right? Where do these two simply, these guys were not big tummy de chachamim. Wasn't like they were super geniuses. They were businessmen. He says, where are these simple you didn't have the strength to talk like that to me? And all he could say was, I didn't know that the Jews were so loyal to the people who elected them. Now, while the masculine were humiliated by what they had said, they rejoiced. <laughs> now the two from guys left. Now it's four against nobody. We could pass whatever we want. And, and now, now we're finally going to succeed. Now, especially important to the Maskilim were four proposals that they wished to implement in all Jewish schools, not their schools, Chedarim as well. Number one, that tefillah would be said from a Hebrew-German sitter. What's German going to help you in Russia? Who knows? Number two, Tanakh is going to be learned from their Kitzer HaTanakh which would include only the parts that are necessary. Anything not important in Tanakh, we'll take out. Right? What do they hold not important? Most of the mitzvahs, halachas, tumantara, all that stuff. Next, the study of Jewish law, mishnayis, of halacha, would be from a kitzer mishnayis. We're going to make our own mishnayis. And we're going to take out all the laws of tumantara and kilayim, Anything that, in their opinion, didn't make sense or have any relevance in your daily life. Next in halacha, we're only allowed to learn the laws of the Rambam. We're only going to teach it. That speak about a yid's obligation to his creator, his country, his fellow man. That's going to be taught to children. Gemara, we don't even need that anymore. Now that's what they wanted to implement. While 
Uh, you know, we'll stop over there for today.